Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Umtalha Speaks. This is our third season where inshallah we'll be discussing the topic of balancing deen and dunya. So inshallah in today's episode we'll be exploring that first decision to attend university. How does that decision come about? And some of the experiences and trials that are faced while attending university. Um, inshallah, in today's lesson, we will hear from three lovely ladies um, who are either currently in university or have recently graduated, who inshallah will be able to share some of their experiences. Um, so Jazakumullahu khairan for attending. Um, if you can just introduce yourselves. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Sabiha. Wa alaikum assalam. My name is Maryam. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Nabila. So for myself, I was the first of my siblings to attend university. Um, so for my parents and my family, this was kind of a big deal. Um, and especially for my mom, as the whole process, it is quite daunting with all the applications and the finance applications and things like that. Can you guys speak a little bit about what your experiences were? How did you come to decide to attend university and, and how easy was that process for you and for your families? So my decision to go to uni stemmed from me seeing my older siblings going to uni. So seeing them getting their degrees, seeing them become successful in that kind of sat with me from a young age that this is something that I'm wanting to achieve as well. This is something that I want to follow through as well. I just kind of knew from very early on in secondary school that I was going to go to sixth form after high school and then I was going to go to university. I think it's because um, I have older siblings, three older siblings, who have taken that route. So I just kind of thought it's inevitable. For me, I always knew I wanted to attend university, so this wasn't too hard for me to decide. But what really took me a long time to figure out was what to study at university. MashaAllah, Maryam, you bring up a really, really important point um, in that you say it was difficult for you to decide what it is that you wanted to study. Um, now, I know for myself, I thought my whole life that I wanted to be a heart surgeon. I remember actually when I was 12 um, on the train, I said to a random woman that I'm going to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. And it was just that that's what I knew I wanted to do. Um, so when I went to university, it was just kind of figuring out how to get to that point. Um, but can you guys speak a little bit about your choice in course and, and how you ended up where you ended up? Because for myself, I mean, I, I went down the route of medical school and then never actually ended up attending. Um, so what about yourselves? Through college, I was very certain on wanting to go to uni to pursue a degree within the medical field. It was actually my mum who encouraged me to do the course I'm currently studying at uni. So one day she came home and she was like really convincing me, really selling the course to me. So I thought, you know what, I'm actually going to look into it. So I chose a particular degree and the reason why I only chose it was because I found it interesting. Like I didn't have any background knowledge for it. So I applied to various unis for this degree and then I decided to do work experience. My degree was a sandwich degree. So three of my four years were at university studying and one of those years was doing an internship and it was at this internship where I did live away from home. 
Alhamdulillah, my family did adjust quite well to this because I have an older sibling who also lived away from home for university. Okay, this was the hard thing for me deciding on a uni and a course. I originally um, applied for paediatric nursing and I got in and then I realised that I actually have no idea about nursing and probably not going to be very good at it. So I rejected my offers and then alhamdulillah i got a job um at a high school as a teaching assistant so i ended up taking a gap year and like that was really terrifying for me because my whole this you know the whole time the plan had been i'm gonna go to i'm gonna go to um sixth form and then i'm gonna go to uni and then you know i'm gonna start working so i never ever imagined that i'm gonna be taking a gap year and it was only until like july the previous year that i was like oh okay like i actually don't want to go to uni yet because i don't know what i want to do i look back and i think if i'd started that course i wouldn't have enjoyed it i probably would have dropped out i wouldn't have finished it and it just would have been a lot trickier for me nabila i'm so happy that you raised this issue of a gap year because clearly from my own personal experience my preferences and decisions changed um and whether we're expected to know exactly what it is that we want to do for the rest of our life when we're 16 years old or 18 years old or even 25 years old. It's a little bit extreme. Um, how do you feel about having taken a gap year? Because many times in that process, people can think that because they haven't followed the perfect trajectory that they expected, that somehow there's a sense of failure. Um, do you mind to just broaden a little bit on your experiences of that gap year? Uh, in my gap year, I worked as a teaching assistant in the English department and that kind of made me realise that what I'd rather do at university is English. So I ended up, after my gap year, going to university, studying English, um, and then I did a, a PGC and now I'm an English teacher. So in my previous episode about my university experiences and kind of my life after that, I spoke quite a bit about how I found within myself changes for the better happening in university, whether that was my clothes or how serious I was practicing. Um, how have you all found the ease with which you're able to practice Islam while attending university, whether that's things like um, wearing the hijab or praying or any of those types of things that maybe people feel a bit nervous or cautious about when pursuing this university journey. Going into uni, I had like a set criteria of the kind of friends that I wanted to make. So it was really important for me to make friends that will not only help me in worldly matters, but also religiously as well. So Alhamdulillah, on my course, I was able to make friends who fell under this. Um, that was such a relief. One of the girls in particular that I became friends with, our first ever conversation was about dressing modestly. We talked about how, how would we pray if there were any prayer facilities. So we kind of hit it off from the get-go. And following on from this, we became prayer buddies. So we would literally run together to go pray. We would leave lectures to go pray. And also seeing her, how she was as a person and how she would dress modestly, it really encouraged me as well to do so. Myself and a couple of other girls on my course wear the hijab, so alhamdulillah, that's very comforting. Now there's a handful of us Muslim girls on my course and as part of the learning aspect, we were sometimes required to wear shorts to practice assessments on each other. So from the first year we kind of highlighted that this is something that we're not going to do, like we're not going to rock up in shorts, 
we're not gonna uncover our aura <clears throat> so what we would do instead is perform the assessments on top of our genes in terms of praying most of the time the prayer the prayer times would be during my lunch break or a break that i would have so i would be able to pray during those times however in the winter months when the prayer times when the prayer time is short i would just leave the lecture to go pray i had a friend on my course who would regularly go to pray and always make sure that she didn't miss the prayers even though we had lectures to attend to and being around someone like this encouraged me to do the same I also had another friend who would attend weekly classes and invited me to go to these as well so because I had somebody to go with it really made it easier for me to maintain a good routine of attending classes as well as not missing my prayers at university. Uni is completely like you it's not just an educational experience you're literally experiencing it's going to be a part of your life that will change you forever so if you're going into it if if you don't go into it with the thought of okay i want this to make me a better muslim then it's going to be difficult so i know for me when i started my masters i went into it like okay i need to find friends that are going to encourage me to pray that are going to encourage me to keep covering that are going to encourage me you know not to sin because for example for me who when i've moved i'd moved out i was worried that not not worried but you don't have that restriction on you you don't have anybody telling you and you know how they say reminders benefit the believers if you're constantly surrounded by people who don't care about the hereafter it's not a good place for you to be because you're not being reminded so it was really really important for me to find good muslim friends who are going to encourage me and alhamdulillah um there's many ways at universities nowadays that you can do that i know for me my first port of call in making friends was my classes um whoever was on my course you know you kind of sit next to someone in the lectures or things like that but i noticed very quickly that many of the people at university I didn't relate to. Um, so I know for myself in the first, I think it was the first couple days of, of school or the first week, they had um, open days for clubs. Um, so it was specifically like hundreds of clubs that were available and you just go to like a gym or something like that. And they had representatives there um, and everybody was giving out free t-shirts. And I swear I wore those t-shirts for the four years of university. Um, but in this country, do they have anything kind of similar? Or how would you advise people to go about meeting friends? I mean, I know for myself, it, it was definitely through the Muslim Student Association at university that I found my closest friends that I'm still close to today. Um, but one of my friends, actually, I met her in a biology lab that wasn't even actually my lab. But how does that work? in England how is it the same type of setup? I guess it's important to remember that when you do start university everybody is in the same boat as you so you're all new to the experience and you're all looking to make friends and what really helped me was to join societies and attend events to really meet people and make some friends. I was fortunate in the sense that I went to a local university so some of my secondary school friends also attended the same university as well. Miriam, that's a really nice point that you touch on with regards to attending university close to home and the benefits that that might have. Um, obviously, the benefits of being close to your family and, and being able to stay at home, but also that added benefit that at least there's a familiar face. Um, because I know for me, when I attended university, I went straight off the bat 
um, far away from home and I lived in a dorm. And that was a massive shock to me. Um, and I know both you, Miriam, and Nabila mentioned at some point in your studies that you actually did live away from home. Um, and for many Muslim women, this is something that is very unusual for their families. Um, Alhamdulillah, my parents were both supportive with the concept, and, and I think they both trusted me well enough to go away. Um, but can you broaden at all on your experiences, and particularly how did your parents react to the idea, or how did you help ease that process, uh, both for yourself and for them? Okay, so in my undergraduate degree, uh, I was quite close to home so I would just get the train or the bus or I would drive um, so there wasn't really an adjustment that they had to get used to but then for my masters uh, I moved about 200 miles away so that was really scary for me but also that was very difficult conversation with my family because nobody none of the girls anyway have done that in my family before it's always been a very local university that we've been able to just come back home and just commute to so that was really scary um but i feel like it was a really really good decision for me at the age that i was because i was 22 when i did it so alhamdulillah i felt like all of my like who i am like i'd already kind of realized who i was and i wasn't going to university at a stage where it was going to be difficult to maintain who i was so yeah, alhamdulillah, it was nice to have that independence, but also know that you've got a family that you can come back to and who will support you. Um, and I think, like, living alone, it tells you, it teaches you a lot about yourself and how you deal with things when you're on your own and just makes you appreciate the people that are in your life that maybe you wouldn't appreciate unless you're away from them. Like, now when I come back, like, after my master's, I come back home, just the smallest things I would just appreciate, just being in a kitchen with, sharing a kitchen with Muslims and just, like, you know, you know that anything you touch is not najis. Or, you know, whereas living away from home, living with non-Muslims, sharing a kitchen with non-Muslims, there's so many things that you have to take into account. Just things like that that I would never have had an appreciation for before. Um... So I think it's a good experience for people to just get an insight into, okay, actually look at all these things that, alhamdulillah, I have in my life that I need to be grateful for. But I'd say my biggest advice, if you do live away from home or plan to, is just to maintain regular contact with your family, just so that they know you are well. SubhanAllah, it's so interesting, but amazing at the same time to see that even though each of our experiences in terms of our degree choices are so different that many of our experiences are actually quite similar. Um, I think reflecting on everything that we've spoken about today, that there's three really big points that come to mind. Um, the first is that at 16 or 18 years old, we're not actually really sure about anything. So it's perfectly fine for people who are at that stage in their life to not be sure about what it is that they want to do and to change your mind that you might go into something and you might start something at 18, 19 years old and realize, actually, you know what, this is not what I thought it was, or, or I couldn't see myself doing this for the rest of my life. And that's perfectly okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, the second that I think all of us can attest to is the importance of having good friends and this is something that comes time and time again in the religion, 
that we tend to take the traits of the friends that are around us. So if we surround ourselves with people who are encouraging us to be the best Muslims that we can be, inshallah, that's what is best for us. And at university, you will find a vast array of people, but the best ones to pick out as your friends that inshallah will end up being lifelong friends. I have friends that I met at university that we've gone through university together. We've gone out and gotten jobs in the world. We've had children, got all of that, and we're still in very close contact. Um, so it's important in this stage to really be particular about who it is that you want to spend this very important time of your life with, and are they actually going to bring out the best in you? Um, and I think also the last thing that, even if it was slight undertones in each of our experiences, but it's played a massive part in our choice to attend university and where we'd attend university and even our courses is the viewpoint of our parents, that all of our parents, alhamdulillah, in one way or another, supported us in this decision and I don't think any of us would have reached the success that we have had we done anything against what they were happy with. Um, and I think that's something for people who are at this stage in their life to reflect on as well, that yes, when we're 17, 18 years old, it might be that we're of the viewpoint that we've got it all figured out and we know what's best. But Nabila touched on it very eloquently that at that stage, we've been brought up with so many blessings that we're not even actually able to identify them as blessings. It might be very annoying to be around siblings and to have a curfew and be around parents, but that's a blessing. Going out into a university environment where we really are truly tasting the first sense of independence is when you start to really appreciate the true blessing that parents are. So for anyone who's at this stage and butting heads with their parents, the advice that I would give, and this is the advice from the religion and the Prophet ﷺ, is don't do anything that your parents aren't happy with. Because Unicourse or not Unicourse or that university or this university, at the end of the day, if your parents aren't happy with you, if your parents aren't supportive of the decision that you've made, you're not going to find blessings in it. What's best for you is to do what your parents are most content and most happy with, with a good intention. And inshallah, you'll find that that's where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts the blessings for you. And a lot of your parents' reservations might be that they haven't seen from you a certain level of maturity or a certain level of readiness, which is perfectly fine because I know for my parents when they were ready for me to go, it was because they, they saw a certain level of maturity and readiness. And I'm sure Nabila and Maryam can agree to the same thing. Um, so just to leave on that note that this is a huge step 
and anyone who wants to take it will need support from those around them. So seek advice from other people in your community who have attended university. Seek advice from your family members, from your older siblings, from your cousins, and put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that whatever course your life takes, that this is what is best for you. And always make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask him to guide you towards what's best for you in this life and in the hereafter and to facilitate for you what's best in this life and in the hereafter. And if something, the way for it isn't paved, then you can rest assured and relax in your heart that maybe this actually isn't what was best for me in this life or in the hereafter and be content with what it is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses you with. So inshallah, those who have listened have benefited from these jewels of advice from our lovely sisters. And inshallah, you'll stay tuned for some of our upcoming lessons where we'll continue to talk with professionals um, in different fields and inshallah, gain some advice from them and some tips into how they went about their career paths. Alhamdulillah, wa sallallahu ala rasulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We'd really like to hear from you, so don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Umtalha Speaks and send us across any message or feedback, um, any questions that you may have, so we can incorporate that into this podcast.